Welcome to Crossroads Podcast, where you can get all the information going on in town for those who want to be in the know. Good morning, Crossroads. Welcome to the show today. Today, we are finally giving you part two on the history of Denton County and the town of Crossroads with me and my friend Blanche Dillon. We're going to tell you all about that. But here's a quick update. I just checked the numbers and so far on early voting, we have had a grand total of 53 residents go out and place their vote. As of yesterday, I will be keeping you updated on this election. And after it is all said and done, I will give you the total tally of the votes broken down by neighborhoods. All right, let's learn a little bit about our town and how it came about. Blanche, I know your father, James M. Cundell, was involved in how Crossroads was informed. Would you tell me? the best of your remembrance of the town's beginning? Sure. My parents purchased property along the ridge after visiting Glenn and Joan Floyd's property along Mosley and seeing the breathtaking view they had at their home. The house, their house, looked out over the flatlands that the Corps of Engineers owned for when the Elm Fork of the Trinity River flooded. At this time, the land was used for cattle grazing during the summers. It's now a part of Lake Louisville. Mom and Dad walked along the ridge and found the site they were interested in. Now, mind you, they'd been looking for property to move out of Dallas for, gosh, over three years. And so... They contacted the owner when they found the property they wanted or they liked and made arrangements to purchase, and they built their home in 1968. And I think at that time, the population of Crossroads, the total was maybe 150 or 200. Yeah, there was just a few farms and ranches. That's all it was. I I now own mom and dad's home and enjoy the view every day. Yes, it is a very nice view. And we moved up from Dallas out of the city. And there was quite a bit of traffic on Mosley Road that we didn't realize until we moved there since the Denton Dump was on the northeast corner of Mosley and Tips Road. Mosley Road was pretty torn up from the weight of the garbage trucks, and Denton was negligent in its maintenance. Denton was talking about expanding the trash site and purchasing more property. My dad and a number of other residents in the area were concerned about uh, this going on and that also Denton was quickly moving their city limits along the major roads like Highway 380. Dad was concerned about paying city taxes in the future and knew that incorporation of the area would prevent this from happening. So how did your father go about forming Crossroads? At that time, the power company was Denton Co-op. 
and my father and a couple of other instrumental people who used Mosley Road, like the Floyds, the Burns, and a few others, did research into, into incorporating. Because I mean, it was a necessary, it was necessary because of the condition and what Denton was doing. And, mm-hmm. and there was no protection. Dad persuaded Denton Co-op to pay for all the legal services for forming the town. And when I spoke to Jerry Burns recently, who's also, he was also in, uh, active in the formation. He said he didn't like my dad when he first met him <laughs> since dad had a pushy personality. But Jerry said he quickly changed his mind and that, and he said that he and my dad became good friends. They made several trips to Austin to form the town together. Jerry also said he personally walked every foot of the original boundary when he was mapping it. Wow. Blanche, uh, what was the town like during that time? Well, I was a teenager, and I rode my horse all around the area. And at that time, the majority of roads were dirt and maintained by Denton County which was great for horseback riding. Uh, The county would bring in big plows and would grade and repack the dirt after the heavy spring rains, dredging the dirt and white rock up from the ditches and gutters and repacking it up on top. Crossroads was truly in the country. I remember there were a multitude of scars in the sky, and the Milky Way could be seen so clearly when it was pitch black outside when the moon had gone from the sky. At that time, there was no ambient life from Dallas that could be detected. Fireflies were everywhere, blinking their lights off and on and on as they flew at night. They were beautiful. Uh, We could sometimes see hundreds of them flickering everywhere. The only store in Crossroads was T&O, a small wood frame convenience store and tackle shop on the corner of Highway 380 and Farm to Market 424. FM 424 was a dirt road at that time, and Highway 380 was only two lanes with a sloping paved shoulder for emergencies. Crossroads was mostly large farms and ranches. There was winter wheat growing in the winter and lots of cotton growing in the summer with feed crops like corn and sorghum mixed in. Sorghum still grows wild along the roads from reseeding itself year after year from all those years of farming it. Hmm. T&O was such a neat store. It had a couple of large water tanks out front to hold minnows and an area that held worms for fishing. The tanks were all located just outside the door, and anyone could scoop up the minnows, count them, and pay inside. I could ride there on horseback along 380 to buy a Coke. When I went into T&O, I loved the sound of the screen door squeaking as it opened and the way it slammed shut with a bang from the spring holding it in place. The store had a hitching post out front where I could tie up my horse. It was really a wonderful, quaint store and a great meeting place, so the Turners and Ottingers became involved very quick, quickly in the incorporation information. In fact, this is where people would congregate to find out the local news. 
Blanche, you, you told me about the incident that happened at the T&O store that you witnessed. Would you tell this account to our listeners? Sure. Uh, while the town was being formed, Dad and I had driven up by car to the store to get some milk. And this I'm talking about T&O. I loved going places with my dad and tagged along since we had run low on milk and needed it for dinner. The parking lot of T&O was dirt and white rock was packed around the gas pumps, and we parked outside the gas pumps closer to Highway 380. I waited in the car while Dad went in for milk and to visit. As Dad was walking out of the store, a man was following him, yelling at him with a sour look on his face. The car windows were down, so I could hear how loud this man was. All of a sudden, he just reared his hand back and punched my dad right in the face, knocking my dad's glasses sideways. I jumped out of the car and began screaming at the top of my lungs at this man to leave my father alone. The man later, I found out his last name was Witherspoon. He looked extremely startled to see this raving banshee teenager yelling at him. I believe he thought my dad was alone, and he quickly jumped in his pickup truck and drove off. <laughs> Dad had dropped the milk, but luckily it didn't break open. He straightened his glasses, picked up the milk, and got in the car. I was very upset and angry. He calmed me, explaining that some people in town were afraid of new property taxes and were all up in arms. Dad remained calm, and I, was and I will always remember he said to me, It seems I have more work to do, since there are people who don't understand we're trying to prevent city taxes. This is what Denton will do to us in the next ten years if we don't incorporate, and we might have no representation. Just look at the traffic going to the dump, down Mosley, and we have no say. Dad then said, I really have more work to do. I was amazed that my dad wasn't upset, and I learned a lot from him that day. I bet you did. What were the people like in the area? Do, do you have any other stories? Sure. They were great. I remember another time going up to Tiana with my mom and waiting in the car. Mom's car was a standard shift, and she had left it in neutral. She probably had put the emergency brake on, but it wasn't very tight, and it was on a flat surface. So I liked to watch the traffic go by. There were a lot of university students, mostly young men, driving by, and people seemed so interesting. I was looking out the window, and it turned back to see an older car coming at my mom's vehicle in reverse. I didn't even think to warn her with the horn. She was so quick. I watched as she bumped me, and my mom's car began to roll backwards. I reached over with my foot and placed it on the brake to stop it. The older woman got out of her vehicle and began profusely apologizing. She was just so sweet. She said to me in her thick country tang, I do a pretty good job going forward, but I have trouble when I back up sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry I hit you. She had such a concerned look on her face. 
I got out of the car and no damage had been done, not even a scratch. We began laughing as my mom walked out of the store. The woman had explained to my mom what she had done and they visited for a few minutes. And then we were on our way. Later, this woman would become a close friend of my mom's since they both went to Oak Grove Methodist Church on Highway 720. And also, Steve, did you know that that church has a historical marker? No, I did not. It was built in 1881 and has an attached cemetery to it. That's great. That's another part of our history. It is, because it's just right there on the boundary. You just walk across. We're on 720 on the west, and... And the church is on the east, so now it's Fris- It's Little Elm, not Frisco, Little Elm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so tell us more about when the town was formed. What other good stories do we have? Well, Jerry Burns told me recently that he and Dad made several more trips down to Austin, and the petition had to be signed by a certain number of residents, and it was. The town petition was granted, and Dad was appointed interim mayor by the Secretary of State's office. I don't believe we have all the legal documents that were recorded in Austin forming the town, displaying the process and the seal of incorporation for our town, but we can probably still get those documents from Austin. Dad was responsible for making sure the first election for mayor was held according to state regulations. That's what the interim mayor did. Bobby Turner was elected as the first mayor, and I believe he was mayor for about 10 years. Also, and he's also the one who owned T&O's store. He's the Turner in Turner and Ottinger. Uh, It turned out that the name Crossroads, spelled as one word, was taken by another town, so the name had to be changed to Crossroads, two words. My father always found this irritating. Today, many many people don't in the town think the name was for the FM 424 and Highway 380 Crossroads. It was actually for the split from Highway 377 and Highway 380. At least that's what I'd always been told, that that Dad and, and his other group of friends who helped form the town had envisioned. Almost all the other roads in the town were dirt at that time and insignificant, as well as FM 424, who some people believe is the crossroad for crossroads. Really, the town should have been called Split Roads, but it just didn't have a good ring to it, and everybody liked Crossroads, the name Crossroads. Yeah, Crossroads is a famous name. It's a famous blues song. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of wonderful blues music written about Crossroads. Yeah. We're famous and didn't know it. That's right. My, my, my. (laughs) Well, can you tell me? About the formation of Lincoln Park. Yes, that is a really interesting story that happened right next to Crossroads, just before the town was formed. And of course, it was fun for me because it brought so many college students, mostly males, driving by. I bet you like that. Oh, as a 16-year-old, 15, 16-year-old, you you bet. Yeah, absolutely. 
And we would wave at when we were riding by on horses, we would wave at them quite often. <laughs> uh, all of Denton County was dry. No alcohol could be sold anywhere except for the little town of Lake Dallas. Mm. And that was on uh, I-35 in 1970. Two attorneys, Parks Bell and John Foster, made the decision to purchase the property on the corner of Highway 380 and FM 720, right over by the historic Methodist Church. It totaled about 0.2 square miles. The men cut in a road and set up pads for mobile homes, and they offered a substantial discount to the residents if they voted to incorporate. The town of Lincoln Park was formed. Then... They had the residents vote Lincoln Park wet. And I guess there was a loophole or there's some sort of, if you have a dry county, but a little town wants to vote wet, they can go wet. Isn't that and, a good thing? And, that, <laughs> the, and the attorneys took advantage of that. Well, of course, that's what attorneys do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, the town of Lincoln Park was formed, and then the residents voted wet, and they voted wet by 24 people to four. Yeah, I mean, we are. A few of those little old Baptists hanging in there. A few, but we're talking <laughs> about a whopping vote of 28 total people voting. <laughs> they opened a huge liquor store across the street, uh, and this is on 380 called B&B Liquor. It was on the north side, and they did a tremendous business. From what I've read, they opened on the 4th of July in 1970 and did $10,000 in business that day. Wow. I know. Can you imagine that was, I mean, that's when gas was still uh, pretty high. 39 cents a, a gallon, yeah. and you could buy a Coke for five cents. Yeah. So I just, I can't imagine that kind of money. I mean, that would be up in the hundreds of thousands now. Uh, all of the city of, of Denton was dry, so the university of students would drive out to buy mm -hmm. beer, since that's when the legal age for purchasing beer had been changed to 18 years old. I remember riding my horse along 380 to go down to the flatlands, and the traffic on the weekend was almost all college students going out to buy beer. I didn't realize that the mobile home park had closed around 2015. I thought it had closed a whole lot earlier. Well, Blanche, getting back to Crossroads, uh, where, where were the meetings held, the town meetings? The original town meetings were on Tips Road over near the dump entrance. The building is still there, and I believed it's used as a small residence now. The council meetings, well, they were a pretty wild time in the beginning, and arguments would break out in fist fights that had to be taken outside. I mean, you've got a lot, remember, you've got a lot of cowboys yeah. that are living in the area. Well, we and, still have a few hotheads around here. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but the meetings then are nothing, not near, were not nearly as organized as they are now. Yes, thank goodness so, for that. Yes, and uh, the meetings could be very unruly and disorderly, from what I understood, because they'd argue over the roads. The roads were quite an issue, since there was little town money, 
and work crews of residents were formed to repair the roads. Dad and Jerry Burns told me many times when the men in town would meet to patch a road or two on a Saturday morning. I remember after the dump closed, the city of Denton came out and plowed up all of the asphalt road uh, on Mosley. There were so many deep potholes. White rock was packed on top, and it was very dusty to the point that the trees along the sides of the road had a white layer of dust covering them. It would be another 10 years or so before the roads uh, were repaved through an agreement reached with Denton County. Oh, that was good. Definitely. Well, what about crime in Crossroads? What was the crime like back then in the 70s? Well, I think it was it was a really safe community in general. I don't remember ever having to lock the house up tight, but I do remember the time uh, when two uh, school-aged girls found a body as they were walking up to Tips Road to catch the school bus one morning from their house. This is in the mid-70s. Mm. It seemed it was from the body was dumped there from a drug deal gone bad, and a young man had been murdered in Denton, and he was his body was left in their pasture, mm. and and this was in Crossroads. I don't know much about the conclusion of the investigation. Wow, that's incredible! Just like CSI. <laughs> yeah. When you mentioned police corruption to me uh, earlier, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, to my recollection, and this is, I mean, mom and dad at that time were uh, telling me all sorts of what was going on. And my brother might have more information on that. But Crossroads and Oak Point actually shared a very unusual police department. And there was a big controversy over this venture. I believe it was in the 1980s, but I'm not sure. It could have been even earlier. With all the traffic on 380 going to the liquor store, there were a number of intoxicated drivers. Often, when the driver was pulled over, the cops told the driver that they could pay to keep from being arrested. (laughs) It seemed that they were making quite a bit of extra cash this way. It was discovered, and the organization was disbanded. I don't know much about what happened, but my re- remember my parents being excited over the scandal and calling them renegade police. <laughs> yeah, well, believe it or not, in, in Maddie's country, in Romania, to, to this day, if you're getting a, a meter maid's writing you a ticket, you can give her 50,000 lei and she'll give you a kiss on the cheek and let you go. Wow. Oh, so yeah. bribery is a common practice it is. around the world, it seems. Just not so much here in America anymore. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, or, or they don't get caught. <laughs> right, right. Well, you've heard it today. This was part two. And since we're stopping in about the 1980s, I guess we might have to have a part three to bring you up to date. What do you say? I think that sounds great. Awesome. Yeah. So get out there and vote, folks. 
exercise that right. I hope to see bigger numbers by the 6th, and then we'll find out who's in and who's out. Absolutely. And I plan on having every single one of the winners in and and up to and including uh, Mayor Tompkins, his wife, the staff. So we got a good 10 weeks of goodies coming up and uh, we might be able to squeeze part three in there somewhere. I'm looking forward to that. Well, you heard it today from Blanche and Stephen, part two, the history of Denton County and Crossroads, Texas. So until next week, I'll see you at the top. <laughs>